The following podcast may contain content that is not suitable for all ages or sensitive ears. Please be responsible. Thank you, and donkey. Hello, Save Them family. Landon here. Welcome to today's episode of the Save Them podcast. Today, um, we have a, a real uh, blessing ahead of us, and it's a testimony that's being shared by Jim the Transporter. Now, <clears throat> Jim the Transporter is a cool dude, and um, he and I uh, have been working this op for um, pretty much the whole time uh, since this thing kicked off. And uh, yeah, this this dude likes likes fast vehicles. Um, he likes weapons, and um, he puts both of those aspects of his life. Uh, to uh, to work well for this ministry, um, but most importantly, uh, he has a real heart for the things of the Lord, and uh, his heart very much breaks for the things that break the Lord's heart, and I really, really appreciate that about Jim, and so he really brings uh, the core of his walk as a servant and warrior of Christ to the ministry at every step. And uh, you, you you can't you can't get five minutes into a conversation with Jim without just feeling super convicted about um, the the things of the Lord and uh, just wanting to praise and hallelujah and uh, get on your knees and repent all at the same time. <laughs> and uh, you know, I just guys like Jim are are um, why they're um, gems in the rough. Ha ha ha! You like that, Jim and Jim. Yeah, you like that? Okay. Anyways, um, we're we're gonna really be blessed with this testimony, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna set it up for us, and he's he's reflecting back on a specific part of his work, and he's gonna do it in two parts, and uh, they're they're a couple parts separated by some time and distance, and and it really creates uh, nice bookends for what it's like to work the long game in this ministry and not just be in and out, uh, quickly, which is fine for certain parts of what we do. Um, but, but Jim's a long hauler and, uh, he, he's not going anywhere soon. Um, and he has never, uh, been want to run from a fight and, uh, we're, we're very thankful to have him on our team. So without further ado, I am going to hand you over to our good buddy, Jim, uh, to introduce and then share his, his testimony. All right. We'll talk to you on the back end. Hi folks, it's Jim. The following scenario is quite close to my heart. Um, every operation we do is, is special and, and valuable. But um, the reason why I wanted to start with this was it had a significance um, because you'll see the two chapters of it are quite symbolic, even in terms of its timing. Um, and as a, a virgin extractor, um, it kind of portrays the cold face of the feelings, the vulnerabilities, the thoughts, uh, the operation, uh, the naivety. Um, so I, I think maybe it's helpful to understand that God uses imperfect people. Um, so I hope it encourages you.
Hi folks. Well, it's an interesting place one finds oneself when we take a chance and follow him. He makes use of whatever you have in your hand. It's not always organized or pretty. In fact, it hardly ever is. There isn't even a clear start and finish to the work either. Sometimes he just lets you get a glimpse of a part or chapter in the book of what he does. Sometimes it's barely a paragraph of a random page, actually. But we are his workmanship created for good works that he has prepared for beforehand for us to walk in. So we go and he makes it fruitful. He is sovereign. If we want to be part of his work, then he uses us and often multitasks with us. I wonder how often he has to do this when many don't respond to his call for whatever reason. I'm not going to make a theology about it because I'm still getting to understand his sovereignty like I ever will. But I'd rather err on the side of making a mistake than not, and as a result likely missing a moment that he might be orchestrating, for example, to expand his kingdom and bring him glory. I do believe this reveals his goodness, and his goodness leads to repentance. Besides, he can work with mistakes made with him in faith. Think about the opposite. What is the option with a non-participative Christian? There's literally nothing to work with. Anyway... Yes, he does the work and growth, but will we support him and partner with him? He saves, not us. Sometimes we need to remind ourselves of this when it gets heavy and things are seemingly not working out. So when I heard about what was happening in the township within about a kilometre or two from my house, I had a type of mobilising in my heart to stop it. South Africa had at that stage become one of, if not the biggest node for licensing the goods in inverted commas to be exported anywhere in the world. Our home affairs was super corrupt at that stage. So there was a lot of needs to meet and disruption to perform, as it were. So yay for my naivety. But so what? He directed our efforts and allowed this initiative between him, the Lord that is, <laughs> Landon and myself to hatch the startup plan and structures of helping vulnerable people. It started with a desire to save little kitties and the young from sex trafficking and it blurred into intel on human labour trafficking to eventually running about like headless chickens to help wherever there was any abuse as a result of the sex trade. This brings me to my first extraction. There were other operations which we could cover but when Landon asked me to give this testimony it was specifically a very special day as I compiled this on the very date, and it's a joyful contrast of the two episodes of interaction with the victim, laid out below as you'll hear. We believe the Lord had opened the door to the first person we had the privilege of extracting out of a mining town from her traffickers, including no less than some of her relatives. It seems drug addiction causes issues even for the middle-aged and older. So any way that offers the opportunity to get a to get cash is justifiable in their eyes. It's rather nasty. Funny that as I write this, it's a carbon copy start to the day with a different conclusion. The first version was basically the starting point, and it went like this. It was my brother's birthday. I excused myself to likely be late for a reason I don't recall making up. It was an obtuse excuse, not a lie. But it was so broadly presented that no one was the wiser. Joel, well that was his codename, had taught me how to create a story that could be motivated by appearances. 
and sometimes even props. I got the call that morning when I was about to get ready for the family gathering and I had to think in terms of how to create a certain demeanor and presentation to any outsider that would not cause suspicion to arise as to the operation at hand. My wife was very supportive and nervous because she's human, I believe, <laughs> as opposed to an angelic warrior. This ministry was open to her completely, excepting for operational details of the where's, how's and who's. I had made sure I had a wingman, we shall call him Dave, from the beginning of training to ensure accountability and safe witness to the processes that we went through. He was one of my brothers who was the third person of the three people who knew who I was and what I was doing during those unknown moments in my life. There were others that knew what I did, but not who I was. Uh, they still don't know my name. Years later, we still do operations. They still commit their loved ones and vulnerability to be transported or helped. This can start to sound like heroism. But it isn't. I'm a shocker. I'm not very clever. Plus, I have thrill issues that are not helpful, except when placed under his lordship. Uh, I hope. But truthfully, my role was simple and shallow for this situation. Logistics with the momentary risk, if any. I reckon the real hardcore team and people are the folks that work with the hard slog of slow, progressive discipling. The tantrums, the physical chemistry of addiction, the falling back and attempts of self-righteous failures to please God, that slog. These folks are the grown-up people with the 24-7 perseverance. At the time, Landon, Sam and Pastor T and the others I didn't even get to meet. These are the heroes. Back to the day. So Crazy Dave and Uncle Jim hit the road in their chosen vehicle, which was a common white-coloured family car, like 90% of the cars in this country. And then we, were, we got given the route and no specific collection points until we were close enough and had the timing correct. I had visualised a swooping, swift whoosh in and out of there. So as we drove to the town at unnoticeable speed, we got the details and even the words and names to use as identity and names of people to expect to interact with. We arrived in the mid to low income area with a stature that portrayed two men chilling to go buy some beers for a braai. A braai is a barbecue for you first worlders. All the while we were keeping eyes open for the usual profile of people and perpetrators. The eyes on the ground for the enemy as it were. In short, we were nervously watchful inside, but outwardly chilled. No, I, I doubt it. We probably weren't outwardly chilled. Not likely. We arrived at the nondescript house and were met by a mix of people. A teenager, an elderly and middle-aged folks. Definitely not helpful to have so many eyes. And not the swooping and swooshing in and out that I had imagined. I had removed the number plates already before we arrived closer to the location, assuming we wouldn't have traffic authorities intervening within the suburb. Given all the eyes, we were glad for this, because there were way too many parties that were not part of the plan. But out of nowhere, suddenly this little lady girl, barely the height of my shoulders, emerged from behind them, in only a flimsy dress. And that was it. Nothing. No belongings, barefoot. 
It was suddenly clear that she was on ground zero of this world from which she was wanting to escape. I politely and in a friendly tone greeted her, gave her my agreed name and opened the back door for this passenger and then asked her if she had a cell phone. I was direct about this. Strange to ask someone with nowhere to hide anything, but these little ladies can be very slight of hand. It was not a dumb question. She said she had none. I believed her. Then asked kindly for her to lie down flat on the back seat. I had extra clothes of my own and a blanket in the back to make sure she could cover up in an act of a sleeping passenger should any cops come to stop us. Cops are sometimes part of the problem. I asked her to put a cap on to avoid any toll road camera recognitions at pay points or any accidental exposures in transit. And then off we drove. I told the responsible person that our common person would give her feedback once she was safe and in location. She wouldn't know where that was or when that would be, but it would be before the day was done. We didn't want our guests to know or be able to work out directions or road markings or, or any of the likes. No destinations or conversations about our personal lives were to be divulged or discussed in transit between Dave and myself in case this was a plant or if a latent change of heart occurs during the process of rehabilitation when the cravings kick in. And the threat of, a, of burning the safe location would be a real risk if there was an understanding of location. A couple of blocks later, on a different route out of the suburb, I replaced my registration plates and off we went, hitting the highway at a politically incorrect speed. Some family cars are deceptively quick. Besides, on the way we scouted for speed cameras and traffic police. All the way back I made sure there was no reoccurrence of vehicles behind us and adopted a couple of extra overkills in ensuring no one kept up with us. This is actually quite silly. It was our first extraction. Why would anyone be the wiser of this ministry? There would be no way that the profiteers had just lost a moneymaker. By all intents and purposes, we didn't even exist yet until there was someone to reach out to, which was now that day. On the arrival at the meeting point, whilst keeping constant feedback on progress with the ops folks, we found ourselves waiting for our swap over to the final safe house. I was slightly ahead of schedule, so while we waited for our helpers to collect her, I tried to lighten the mood with questions about her school participation and involvement. I wasn't expecting anything significant. Turns out she was actually quite a strong track athlete. This was quite a mind job to eventually come to realize later on in her rehab time and a witness accounts that she actually was involved in the engineering department of a noteworthy company and eventually her drug habit got her beholden to a Nigerian pimp and so the eventual captivity of performance under duress etc all had emerged from that point. Here was a little girl, evidently capable, yet trapped by the devil's approach of captivity with addiction as her prison warden. The devil kills, steals and destroys. Soon enough, our next leg of logistics had arrived, and so it was done, for now anyway. It was such a weird contrast, quickly inserting myself minutes later back into the gathering of birthday festivities. It almost seemed wrong that so many people were so happy and celebratory, 
after knowing the contrast of the environment and circumstances from which we had extracted little C. That's what we're calling her, little C. Now when I look at that birthday celebration, I also see it in a sense that it was the start of little C's journey. Besides, it's not wrong that my brother is so blessed with a healthy family that can enjoy light-heartedness and fun. Is this not also a testimony to his goodness expressed in my brother's life? Having said that though, it's just quite a contrast from adrenaline-filled mindfulness to quickly entering the contrast of a party and keeping interaction genteel and mild-mannered. Okay, we're, we're going to pause it right there. And uh, Jim, is he's wrapping up uh, the first half of his, his testimony. He's going to bridge it into the second half now. And um, I, I just... Just wanted to highlight one thing real quick. Uh, I forgot to mention on the front end is, you know, originally when I asked uh, Jim to go ahead and share share something with the Save Them family, uh, originally he he wrote it and uh, he sent it to me. I I hadn't clarified uh, that it was going to be audio for podcast, so he sent it to me in written form, and it was kind of a um, almost like a a little short story. And then I, I asked him, I said, would you mind reading it uh, so that, you know, we, we have your flavor of your story. And it's not just, you know, me reading somebody else's story, which I know you get bored of my voice. So um, it's much better to hear it from the source. And so I hope you're really getting the richness of, of Jim's heart for this. And, uh, and now he's going to jump forward into the, the second half of his testimony. So here it goes. Back over to Jim. So this next episode of Interaction with Little C comes seven years later, pretty much to the day, because it's my brother's birthday again. So today we have the same interruption, to use a selfish term. Interruption of a social occasion for a chance to plant the seed of the kingdom to take root for eternity. It seems like a no-brainer, you'd think. But social and family pressure is a thing of a growing Christian. Possible disapproval can have its leverage on one's uh, emotions. But not today though. Today I step out again on my brother's birthday celebration. A perfect seven years later to the day. Prophetic, symbolic, you could say. To congratulate and welcome back someone who was cared for by strangers with God's heart. No need to frame excusing myself in obtuse forms this time around. Okay, maybe a little bit. And so the question comes, where are you going? I'm asked by relatives as I start making my way to the front door. I'm going to welcome someone back, I say. They just got out of prison. That's my joyful response, trying to keep it light. Why were they in prison, is the found natural response. They got themselves into trouble with drugs and stuff. A straight answer, keeping the dignity by not expanding on the sex trade. Plus... My little ones are in the room and they have elephant ears. Drugs are easy to explain to them. The sex trade part, not so. How do you know they're going to stay clean, they respond. I have realistic and candid relatives. They know too much, to quote the comedian. I don't know, that's God's work. I hate justifying joy and optimism. So I say, we're just going to make sure she's with the right people going forward, okay? 
I like to frame things in faith, hope, and practicality. So I say, I shouldn't be long. They roll their eyes, knowing what that means. I'm a little bit of a social animal, you see. But they were wrong. I was only out for an hour and a milkshake with this little jewel that has now got the fear of God in her. When I walked in, I forgot how tiny she was. Again, it's been seven years to the day, pretty much, with probably one or two interactions in between. The team laughed out loud when she got the surprise of the driver crashing her party. At this point, she had received an official apology for an erroneous arrest, but she wasn't bitter. To use her words, these last couple of years in prison was the best thing that ever happened to me. There were ups and very deep downs since the extraction. Such is the ministry. She was surrounded by her aunt, mother, cousin, and a couple of new folks in the team sitting at a long pre-booked table in this family restaurant. My family was right though. I did indeed make some new acquaintances, being the social animal. So the above-mentioned eye roll was somewhat validated. In Little C's own words, sitting at the restaurant table, she mentioned fighting daily for her life whilst in prison. Prior to today, one of the team members had mentioned how she had been beaten for holding Bible studies and prayer meetings. While she was explaining this in person, there were balloons levitating above her head saying, Welcome back. It's such a contrast to the words coming out of her mouth and her experience in prison, but a testimony to the kindness of God and His goodness expressed through community. Community. I said it twice on purpose. She would be leaving the following day with a family and support team to her next chapter of debriefing and for planning the route forward from here. I realized looking around and listening to her and during the recounting of some historic moments with the team, how God did so much work in a place where we had so little access eventually. Sam and Landon had been praying daily and pursuing all avenues as far as our Lord allowed them to pursue for little C. And the restoration was in front of us seven years later. Here we see hope. Community. That's three times. So there it is. We make ourselves available. He lets us try our messy attempts until we surrender and realize his work is way bigger than us or our brains. Then we agree to do the small little things in faith that he brings across our path. And he brings the increase. So be available. Don't overthink it. You won't have the perfect turnkey solution. Sometimes there isn't time. And you just do what is necessary. He builds this church, this house, lest we labor in vain. So just to bring a balance to risk, I thought maybe to just cover a couple of headlines here. I do believe there are absolutes in this walk. There are primary responsibilities he has given us. I want to outline this because it brings a balance to risk and taking steps in faith, which won't be contrary to his order, because he is a God of order, despite the spontaneous moments that 
get thrown across our lives. So I'll list these absolutes below. Firstly, marriage. My wife is the highest ministry and has the highest authority in my life. It's an interesting contrast, you'd think. You'll get to understand this once you live an accountable life. I'm firstly accountable to her. Secondly, family. My children and taking care of my parents. This brought the above boundary of my wife and my marriage. Why should strangers get the best of me and my family gets the, the wrung out, used up me? Work out practical ways to pace yourself. But you will be stretched. Thirdly, work. Because it's where he called me. And he works when I'm where I'm supposed to be. I do have a day job. Actually a couple in the marketplace. Work was before the fall. I have encounters to serve everywhere, whether transactional value adds or whether he opens up a hot moment in a conversation. There is value to add in every place. Fourthly, church. I believe in the calling to the local body in whichever format, big church, small church, house church, whichever he has called you to knit into. So folks, I hope this uh, situation encourages you in this regard that God uses imperfect people. He'll use whatever you put at his feet, at his disposal. I'm going to remind you again, we are his workmanship created for good works that he has prepared beforehand for us to walk in. So let's trust him to do the work, but let's have hearts ready and ears listening on his chest, willing to do whatever he wants to do with whatever we have in our hand. Let's lay our lives before him. Thanks for the time, people. All right. Wow. I tell you, I, I was actually telling Jim, he, he should do some kind of like Amazon Audible book or something. You know, he's kind of got this talent uh, for really um, just pulling things together. And uh, wow, uh, maybe it's maybe we're on to something here. Uh, but thanks for listening today. And uh, thank you, Jim, for sharing with us. You know, the the transporter is very much uh, the, of an all overlooked aspect of what we do but is so critical and it's that glue that binds um and also the pieces of ministry as you heard that kind of come all along the way uh just just brilliant uh, i love how the lord works through jim so thanks again jim and uh to all of you at the save them family don't forget us save them.org um if you or anybody you know needs assistance please reach out to us and uh, we'll leverage our network to to help you out and uh, we appreciate your prayers and support uh, every single day. So uh, y'all take care. And this is Landon out. Cheers.